If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. to our cherished listeners once again. It's always exciting to come your way every Wednesday with your favorite business development program on Radio Masterclass. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Goyle, they say good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yendia. It's the 22nd of January today, on the fourth Wednesday in the month of 
January 2020, and it is indeed my pleasure to welcome you once again to Masterclass, today's edition of Masterclass. Last week, we started with a certain conversation, and we will be continuing that conversation today. Just to remind you that Masterclass comes your way every Wednesday at 1.15 p.m. and runs all the way through 2 p.m. here on your superstation, Joy 99.7. My name, as always, is Yabanafo, and I will be your host for the show today. So just by way of recap, the week before last, we spent some time in the studio with Daniel Owusu, wonderful young ambassador, United Nations ambassador for the youth. And through his works with the United Nations, he had been able to impact over 90,000 youth. He spent some time here on the show talking to us about repositioning your business for a profitable year. And some of the things he talked about were assessing where you are as a business. Obviously, Regardless of what you call it, whether you call it your outlook, you call it your New Year's resolutions, you call it your plan for the year, you do have some kind of idea of what you want to do, even regarding your personal life for this year 2020. Clearly, if you if you do not plan, you know, we always say that failing to plan is planning to fail. So clearly on that show, we did spend some time talking about things like reviewing your brand, reviewing your service offering and all of that. Last week, we were privileged in the studio to have one of our ardent listeners. Uh, Alawi Dauda. Good afternoon, Alawi. Uh, wherever you are, we thank you so much for making the time to be with us in the studio last week. And again, last week we did spend some time going over the topics that we discussed in in the month of 20, in the year of 2019. I beg your pardon. And we asked some very critical questions because we've been doing masterclass for a couple of years now. I won't say how many years because it's going to be part of my questions for today. We want to be able to have you in the studio with us. Yes, you're listening to us right now. So one of the questions that we're going to be asking today when you op- when we open the phone lines, I'll ask that question ahead of time and then you can begin to think about it. When did masterclass start? When did masterclass start year and month? So if you have the right answer, you may very well be able to join us here in the studio when we come back on air next week. But we were going through the topics and some of the critical questions that we asked essentially were things like, how has Masterclass helped your business? You know, you probably have listened to a lot of our shows. You probably have called in at some point or the other. Which of our topics that we discussed have resonated with you the most? Which ones would you like for us to repeat going into 2020? Because the reason we do this is that we want to be able to offer our resource persons classroom knowledge, if you like, things you would have otherwise had to pay for to go for seminars, trainings, and all of that. We bring that to you on your radio, right in the comfort of your office or your shop or your school, whatever it is that you own. Essentially, what we do is that we bring resource persons to come through and then have a conversation with us on a certain topic area. So if it's recruitment, we bring a recruitment expert. If it's marketing, we bring a marketing expert. If it's branding, we bring a branding expert. We bring people to talk to you and share knowledge free of charge. All you have to do is just put your dial here at 115 every Wednesday. You get all of this information to help your business. So we're saying that going into 2020, which areas would you like for us to concentrate on? Which areas would you like for us to look at? Which of our topics have helped you in your business one way or the other or someone else you know? And what would you like for us to do differently? You notice that we're spending quite a bit of time on this. We did this last week. We're doing this this week again because, again, the best way to deliver any product, as we've learned here on the show, is to involve the end user of the product. And the end user is you. Our cherished listener. So we'll be opening the phone lines much, much, much earlier in the show today so that you can give us a call. Tell us exactly how you feel about the show, what you want us to do differently, what we have done in the past that has resonated with you. And of course, you get to answer our test question for today. When did Masterclass start? 
month and year. If you get that answer correct, you get to join me in the studio sometime this year. As always, we do have some resource persons here in the studio to help us with the conversation so that it becomes richer. We get different perspectives. And so today we have one of our very own, a member of the Masterclass team, member of the Joy Business team, and also a bench for Masterclass. <laughs> he sits in for me every now and again when I when I do my disappearing act. Uh, uh, let's welcome on the show today, Mr. Norvan Aqua Hayford. Drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> Norvan, you're welcome to the show. Thank you very welcome much. Show. Um, it's a pleasure. Norvan is a wonderful gentleman. Very deep thoughts. He'll be sharing some thoughts with us and and commentary on some of the topics that we have discussed. We also have with us here in the studio another friend of the show. He is not a member of the Joy Business team, but he's been here more than four times, I think, and hopefully he's going to be here a lot more times this year. He helped us to to talk about topics like human resource and entrepreneurship, um, sexual um, harassment in the workplace and all of that. By this time, I'm sure you are beginning to zero in on who it is. Uh, so I'll just read his short resume. He didn't want me to do this, but I've had to drag him into the show today all the way from from the north northern part of this country. Thank you for taking the time. I have not introduced you yet, so you don't get to respond. He holds a Bachelor of Arts degree in Psychology from the University of Ghana. He's a member of the Institute of Human Resource Management Practitioners, IHRMP. He's also a member of the Society for Human Resource Managers, Ghana, SHRM. He's a conference and motivational speaker and has impacted over 50,000 youth, speaking on topics like motivation, career guidance, preparing for an interview, and how to find your dream job, and many more. Is a former deputy HR manager of SGSSB and is currently the human resource manager, head human resource for Calbank. Uh, he has a beautiful family, um, two girls, two boys, wonderful family. And he plays a saxophone and golf when he's not working. My resource person, second resource person for today is Mr. Samuel Kwame. But for Samuel, welcome to the show. Thanks, yeah. Okay, thank you for the sacrifice. We appreciate it. <laughs> it's a pleasure. <laughs> okay, so let me put the phone lines out straight, um, and then I'll introduce the topic. And as we go along, once the phones start to ring, we'll also let our listeners be a part of this. Today's show is, is solely interactive, so right from the word go, um, we want our listeners to be a part of it. Numbers to call 0302-216-541. That's 0302-216-541. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. Today's edition of Masterclass is about you, our listeners. We're taking time out to say, where do you want us to go this year? How has what we've done in the past helped your business? Share some experience, share some thoughts, and then give us an indication of which areas you'd like for us to look at. Last week, we had some people call in and they said, yeah, um, your discussion on customer service was brilliant to us. I mean, I think it was... Um, Jerry, who helped us um, with that topic, she says she spoke to us about customer service. Some of our callers said, Yao, do this thing again. Talk to us about customer service. We also had some people calling and saying, Yao, I'm a spare parts dealer. I work in Abasokai. But where we lose money most is on the exchange losses, where we, we, we take a lot of CD, we're unable to hedge properly and plan. And so by the time the goods come and we're selling it, the exchange rate has moved, we're losing money. Get someone to come in studio, talk to us about exchange losses. So we're taking note of all these things. And we want to hear more from you today. Which areas do you want us to look at? How has Masterclass helped your business to grow? What would you like for us to do differently? Pick up the phone, give us a call. 0302-216-541. That's 0302-216-541. Or you can also send us your comments on 0244-340-437. Don't forget our test question. When did Masterclass start? When did Masterclass start month and year? I have somebody here already on social media. You didn't add your name. So even if it's correct... <laughs> Anyway, but like I said, if it's correct, you'll get a call from us. If it is not correct, 
we will not call you. So if we don't call you, then it means that thank you for trying. Somebody says the 9th of March, 2017. I'm looking at my producer. She's logging it down. The number, okay, I'm not going to put the number on air, but the person says 9th of March, 2017. If it's correct, we'll take note of the number. I see that you are typing again. Okay, thank you, Victoria Asantua Eje. <laughs> that was Victoria Asantua Eje. Let's take note of her name. She says, Masterclass started on the 9th of March, 2017. Whether it's true or not, we will find out together. Numbers to call 0302-216-541. Otherwise, send us a comment on 0244-340437. So, gentlemen, I want us to have a quick conversation. Let's just go through some of the topics that we discussed. I've got about 15 topics. Definitely, there's no way we're going to be able to go through all of them. But at some point in the year, very early in the year, I think it was first quarter of last year, we spent time to talk about the role of HR in entrepreneurship. I mean, we've talked about entrepreneurship and what it means and all of that. But we spent time to talk about the role of HR in entrepreneurship. The role of HR. Okay, I've also got another person here. This is Park Wissi Isuma Thompson. Pakwisi Isuma. Isuma Thompson. Pakwisi Isuma Thompson. Uh, my producer is taking note of this name. Pakwisi Isuma Thompson. He also says the 9th of March, 2017. The 9th of March, 2000. Novan is smiling, but he knows the right answer. Okay, Pakwisi, thank you for trying. If it is correct, we will come back to you. If it is not, thank you so much for trying. And the question is month and date. When did Masterclass start? While we're waiting for our callers to call, um, gentlemen, we talked about the role of human resources in entrepreneurship. Nova, let me start with you. I mean, we've talked about entrepreneurship, and we always say that, look, life is too short to make all the mistakes yourself. So let's learn from other people's mistakes. People have been there and done that. I mean, talk to Uncle, Uncle Ken Thompson. He says, listen, there's no coating it. There's no uh, flavoring it. <laughs> it takes bulldozers to make the change. I like the way he says this. He, he said, change and uh, so we say what? Change is achieved by bulldozers. bulldozers. Me, Ken Thompson, I'm a bulldozer. <laughs> okay, good afternoon to you if you're listening. <laughs> the role of human resource in entrepreneurship. Share some thoughts with us. Human beings till today, until AI takes over at some point when we all become extinct, are still one of the most important resources of every business. Sure. Entrepreneurs exist to make profit. They're not charities. So they will hire people. What some of the things that they should look out for when it comes to human resource and entrepreneurship. I, I think that as, as business owners, uh, you want to um, maximize in as much as uh, also minimizing the cost. So you want the best of uh, human beings who would not just come and do one thing, but they can do several things for you at the same Multitask. time. Multitasking, as we call it. And so you are looking out for the best of individuals, but as human beings as we are, entrepreneurs do not also want to pay so much. And so they're looking at, okay, at the minimal cost, let me put it that way. That's not to say they don't want to pay at all. They will pay you. So who is best to take this job at the cost that will not be too much, you know, for us or will not attack the bottom line? Let me put it that way. That's, I, yeah, I like where you started from. Just hold the thoughts from me. I've got Sedinam from Adjoigano. Good afternoon to you, Sedinam. Sedinam says, Masterclass, my producer is taking note. Masterclass started on the 7th of March, 2017. If your answer is right, Sedinam, you will hear from us hopefully before the end of the show. If it is not, we thank you for trying. Keep listening. And by all means, do contribute to the show. So you're talking about maximizing cost. Yes. Uh, also, let's see, maximizing value exactly. and minimizing cost. Exactly. Okay. I've and got Elam Amposa. <laughs> Good afternoon to you, Elam Amposa. Elam says, Masterclass started on the 11th of July, 
2018. Uh, my producer, please take notes. Uh, masterclass started on 11th of July 2018. Thank you, Elom, for your answer. If it is correct, you will hear from us. If it is not, we thank you. Please keep listening. I've got Samuel Muno. Samuel Muno says, Masterclass started on the 8th of March 2017. Thank you, Samuel. Please keep listening. If your answer is right, you'll hear from us. Otherwise, please keep listening. So you're talking about maximizing value, minimizing cost. Great place to start. Because when we started the show, some of the things we talked about was how do you find financing? You know, and Uncle Sam has a beautiful, Uncle Ken has a beautiful way of putting it. For friends, family, and the last category of people who will give it to you even though they don't trust you. I don't want to make it too hot in the afternoon. <laughs> but you've borrowed money. Exactly. A few people will get some heirloom, some inheritance, some money somewhere, some pension fund, some something. But most people will borrow money to start. There are those who don't borrow at all. But when you have responsibility to account for the stewardship of the, the resource you've been given, you want to maximize value and minimize cost by all means. Exactly. And in doing that, how do you then work it out so that you don't get... Because, you know, there's a saying that when you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. Exactly. Essentially, it means that if you don't pay the right price you get the value of what you paid for. Exactly. Before I come to you, Mr. Bafo, Novan, how do you work it out so that as an entrepreneur who is guarding and watching your return on equity, you get the good resource for that low price? Now, I, I think that what you need to do is, um, as an entrepreneur, uh, even if it's a small company, mm-hmm. especially when we're dealing with SMEs, the very small ones, right. if you have to, you know, sort of get a consultant who would also do it for you at a minimal cost to for you to identify the right human resource? Why not? So ex- I mean, expert opinion. Expert opinion on the right. kind of people that you are bringing in, and even large companies as of today sometimes mm. would bring in some of these auditing firms mm. uh, to help for them or some of these HR consultants, recruitment, recruitment companies to help them to get the right individuals that they need for the job. Because if you don't do it that way and you don't give a job because it's your brother or it's your mm. uncle or mm. whatever, because if at the end of the day you're going to employ me, Novan, and you're asking me to come and do something with engineering when I have no idea because I'm your brother, of course you won't get value for money. And I probably would help bring down the company. But if you took your time and got the right person there and say, okay, Novan, take your time. We know you are our brother, but we, we, we don't need you now. We need the right person to sit to man this console because the person understands how this thing should be manned to help ensure that we are smooth on air. Mm. That is what it should be. So, so I mean, you don't mix business with pleasure. I say it all the time. You must understand what you're doing and ensure that you employ all the right skills and the right channels to achieve the set target or goals that you have to or to ensure that that money that has been given to you, you can turn it around. You don't end up, right. you know, collapsing the business. Right. I'll come back to you on the on the very important point you made about working with family because I think that came up very strongly when we're discussing the topic. But, Mr. Bafo, coming to you, um, Novan talks about getting expert opinion when you're recruiting people. Let's say that I'm a, I'm a new business person. I'm, I'm a spare parts dealer. I'm, my name is Kofi Mensa. I work in Abosoka. I've been running my business for six years. I do not want to spend too much on overheads because I want a lot of my money to go into the things that I'm producing. This thing about expert opinion recruitment companies is a bit too much for me. You see, I, I don't want to go and pay somebody to think for me. Yeah. Can't I just talk to my fellow um, spare parts dealers who have been in the business? Where is the place of benchmarking in the process of recruiting value for your business? 
without spending too much money? From the perspective of a, a small size company, um, my, my key point, and if you remember earlier on in the show, I defined the CEO. You were seeing there as the chief of chief everything officer. Chief everything officer. That, that's why you are the CEO. <laughs> they won't be so happy with you this afternoon. When you start the business, you do everything yourself. Right. Okay. However small the business it is, you are responsible for everything. Mm. You need to take your time and identify exactly what it is you want to do that you need help mm-hmm. before you go on there looking for who to fit in that profile. It's not just for fun. You talk about maximizing costs that necessarily you have to bring people in at a point. But at what specific time do we need somebody? Mm-hmm. Define exactly what you want that person to do before you go through the process of how to get that person to come and do that job. In, in the discussions earlier on, we, we explored a couple of options that for fun, sometimes for starters, we may bring in a very highly skilled person and bring in people who are not at that touch not where it will cost so much money and give them the opportunity to assist and also grow into exactly how the business is growing. So yes, um, it's important you look at cost, but you also, um, as Norman said, it's also important that you look at the skill that you are bringing in and how much it's going to cost you to bring in that, that particular You made a very, a very strong point. I just want to go back to very briefly before Norman will come to you. You said, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you must know what job there is to be done before you hire for that job. So there must be clarity of role Mm -hmm. before you hire. Is it the case that most times as entrepreneurs, so let's say I want an office manager. What does an office manager do? I want somebody who will do my paperwork. At the same time, I want somebody who will do sales and marketing. At the same time, I want that person to also be picking calls. At the same time, I want that person to also be supervising the guys on the field. Do you think that it is the case that sometimes, maybe the lack of clarity of the job to be done and the segregation of same is a reason why sometimes when we recruit, we recruit wrongly. Yes, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I, I listened into a conversation with someone who recruited barely six months, you know, into a business needing someone to supervise a team. Now, they start the business six months down the line, he realized that that supervisory role that you recruited for, he didn't need anybody in there because as the people work, they formed, if you like, some kind of bond on the job. Mm. And that supervisory leadership evolved from the team and immediately made the role of their supervisor redundant. Redundant. You understand? So I asked the question, at what point are you bringing in somebody? Just start off at the point where the critical needs are met first. You do not start a business and immediately look for a personal assistant to make coffee and tea and things for you when you yourself... Brilliant point you make, Mr. Bob. <coughs> Brilliant point. So, essentially, what we're telling our, our, our listeners are that when you start a business, the level of growth of your business determines the roles that should be available. Yeah. Don't necessarily hire an accountant on your payroll when you can't afford one. Because there are people you can go to, you pay them for one job, yes. they get it done, and that's it. Like, Norbanta, at a point, it will be easier and cheaper and less stressful for you to use some of these uh, professionals who may look at the, the, the value or the quantum of the business that you're doing to price you mm. in terms of providing that accounting or finance assistance that you need without necessarily having to hire somebody who you will have to compensate 
whose medical expenditure, whose social security and all those things will be with you as a small company. It's easier getting an individual on a retainer basis to do these things for you on a month-to-month basis Mm -hmm. or even help you design the forms that help you to generate data that makes it easier for you. Now, as the business expands and you feel that growth-wise and also in terms of the requirement, it's easier to bring somebody in there. Then that is where the conversation comes in. At at what level am I bringing Mm -hmm. You know, somebody in, uh, and what skills do I need of that individual? And what exactly do I need them exactly to, come and, to do? come and do for me? Time checking the studio, 37 minutes past the hour one. This is Masterclass. Clementina on social media says Masterclass started on the 9th of March 2017. 9th of March. Clementina, thank you so much. I've also got, <laughs> I've got um, Isaac Clotty. Isaac, what is this? What's this thing? Uh, Sarah. Maybe you have to join us. What is this thing about 9th of March? <laughs> <laughs> Isaac A. Clotte says that Masterclass started on the 9th of March. If all these people are correct, you have to bring all of them into the studio. <laughs> I've got Kojo Agbosson. Kojo Agbosson says, good afternoon, Masterclass on Joy started on the 9th of March, 2017. Good afternoon, Kojo. If you are right, you will hear from us. I've got... Um, Okay, this is Eric from the Directorate of Finance, UCC. Thank you, Eric, for listening. Eric says, Masterclass started on Wednesday. <laughs> he added the day. Yeah, Wednesday, yeah. 8th March, 2017. Thank you very much, Eric. If indeed you are correct, you'll get to join me here on the show or by phone at some point in the show. I think I've got a few more. I've got uh, Frank from Tema. <laughs> Frank says, Masterclass started on the 8th of February, 2017. Frank, you should add your surname to it. But again, we are taking note of your date. 8th of February, 2017. And this is Frank from Tema. I've got uh, Ni Aite. Ni Aite from... Okay, Ni Aite, you don't say where you are sending this from. But it says, the first Masterclass shows was aired on the 8th of March, 2017. 8th of March, 2017. And then I've got um, Patrick from Ablekuma. Patrick from Ablekuma. Patrick says, Masterclass started on the 7th of March, 2017. This is Patrick from Ablekuma. Okay, so Patrick, um, Niai, Frank, everyone, pick up the phone. Give me a call. I'd like for us to have a conversation. Don't just send me a message. Pick up the phone. Um, okay, Isaac Clotte, you said 9th of March. You said 9th of March. Uh, have I got... Okay, Jennifer from Kaswa. He says, Masterclass started on the 7th of March, 2017, 2017. Jennifer, I'd like to speak with you. Pick up the phone, give me a call. Which dis- discussions of Masterclass has impacted you the most and how has it helped your business? I've got John Baden, John E. Baden from Adenta. John says, good afternoon, sir. Masterclass started on the 10th of February in the year 2016. In the year 2016. Okay. John, thank you so much uh, um, for sending us that message. Um, okay, someone you've already said 8th of March. Joseph Buafo. Joseph Buafo says, Masterclass started on the 7th, what's that? 11th of July. July, yeah. 11th of July, 2018. Mm. Okay. Sarah, you are collating this thing. You come, you come and give us feedback at the end of the show. Eh? Okay. All right. So, again, like I'm saying, we're discussing... Okay, I've got a few more. I've got Kelly. Kelly says... Masterclass started on the 9th of March, 2017. Kelly, pick up that phone. Give me a call on 0302-216-541. Let's have a conversation. I'd like to know how Masterclass has impacted your business and uh, which topics you'd like for us to look at going into 
into 2020. This one, you didn't add your name. Okay, Victoria. Victoria, initially you said 9th of March. Now you are saying you think it is 8th of March. So let us revise Victoria's answer. Victoria Asantua Eje. She says now she thinks that it is 8th of March. I hope it's not peer pressure. Victoria, pick up that phone, give me a call, and let's have a conversation. Okay, I'll take a last one and then we'll continue. This one is from... Okay, Frank. Frank is Frank A. Dento. Frank A. Dento. It says, Masterclass started on the 8th of February, 2017. And this is Frank from Tema. Okay, guys, pick up the phone. Give me a call. Let's have a conversation. Which topics of Masterclass has impacted you the most and which ones would you like for us to look at um, going to 2020? So, Norman. Yep. My last conversation or my last question on HR and entrepreneurship, then we'll move on to something else. Family and entrepreneurship, family and recruitment. It was an extended discussion when we had it back in the day. Your position is that you should not work with family or work with family, but work with family who are skilled. Exactly. My, my position is very clear. I mean, Uncle Ken would always tell me that don't b- mix business with pleasure. Mm. And if the person is not skilled and doesn't understand professionalism that can be separated right. from the family stuff, you don't bring the people in. I mean, even if you want to break your family into the business, it must be gradual. So if I'm an old man and I have a business and I want my son to be part of it, he will start from the very low rank. Go through the process. Learn and understand the business. Because a lot of the times, we've seen people, you know, have their children get into the business at a very high level Mm -hmm. when they don't even understand the organizational culture, how the things are run and things happen within, in there, not just in the organization, but even outside the organization in terms of the industry they are playing in. You must understand all these dynamics. It's very critical. It's my father's company. It's my father's business. Tom, I see you want to react. I've got David from Dodua. Let's talk to David. Oh, I lost you there. David, please give me a call. Definitely, I want to hear what you have to say. Please pick up that phone again and give me a call. Sam, you wanted to react to that? Oh, not really. I just wanted to take it from a different perspective that, you see, from a startup, you know, um, yourself starting the business, the points that uh, can, you know, make a very solid. We also look at startups or, if you like, small businesses, which are, if you like, an inheritance. So, Northern is my brother. We, you have inherited my our father's business. The two of us have been the ones charged with the responsibility of managing. So we do not have an option of deciding which of us stay away from the business. So by default, we are in the business. How do we... But must you necessarily be in management? Hold that thought. I've got Alawi on the line. Good afternoon, Alawi. How are you? My brother is doing very well. How are you and how are my colleagues in the studio? Very well, thank you. We're missing you from last week. Talk to me. Oh, absolutely. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yes, yes. I think no one has hit the point. Uh, The biggest threat to entrepreneurial development in our part of the world is uh, combining business with pleasure. Mm. And that is a very good point he has made. Yes, family involvement, fine, but they should have the right skill sets the knowledge, the competence to be able to join, you know. Otherwise, you let them come from the low ranks and then as they move the rise, you know. Uh-huh. So I think it's a very good point. But my addition to this is this. Um, particularly when the business is up and doing now, we ought to be careful in the way we're talking about cutting costs. Mm. Uh, the general maxim that should uh, guide us is in terms of organizational development, I say that you see, money matters, but people matters most. 
and for that matter, your employees. Right. So even as we cherish to cut down costs, I think employee development should be something of great concern to us. Thank you so much, my brother. Thank you so much for calling. That was Alawi sharing some thoughts with us. What stayed with me from all the other he said was that money matters, but people matter the most. Let's move on to the next topic we did sometime again in the year. Uh, before we do that, I have... Okay, this is from Abbas Salifu in Tema. He says, Masterclass started on the 9th of March. I'd like for you to pick up the phone, give us a call. Which topics of Masterclass is it that we've treated that has indeed impacted you? And which ones would you like for us to look at going into into the year 2020? Numbers to call 0302-216-541. That's 0302-216-541. At some point, we also talked about sexual harassment in the workplace and its impact on productivity. That was an explosive one. So uh, we can't spend the whole show on it. <laughs> Maybe we just have... Okay, so Novan, you start for me. No, no I think just when it comes to sexual harassment, one thing. the pick, HR man is here. So okay, <laughs> let, him start. Start. let him start. Just yes. one thing from the discussion <laughs> that stayed with you and, and, and which you, you think that, you know, people should remember as business owners, mm. particularly as business owners and also even as people who work for other people, some of the things that we should remember. Very briefly, the Novan Warrior, they will move on to health and safety at the workplace. Okay, yeah, like I said that um, in terms of the traditional concept of sexual harassment, we have always looked at it from the point of a superior, in this case a male superior, mm-hmm. sexually harassing a, a lower-level female employee. In the course of the show, we discussed that and also came to the point that now the dimensions of sexual harassment has changed. You also find lower-level staff also harassing superiors. Mm-hmm. You also find a male. It's also changed from a male to female mm-hmm. dynamics. It's now a male to male, and there is also a female to female harassment. So you have to and there's even female to male. Yeah, you know. So you have to have a broader perspective when you are looking at the yeah. issues of sexual. We look at the definition of what constitutes sexual harassment in line with what the law says that it should be persistent. It should be unwelcome. Mm-hmm. And and it should be repeated when people make and feel that at any point any action so defined in policy, mm-hmm. you know, constitute harassment. There should also be opportunities for them to be able to report in a way that do not turn them into, if you like, um, object for um, harassment again, even after victimization. Victimization, like. exactly. That was the word I was. <coughs> Victimization that you should have mechanisms in place that makes it comfortable for people to report in assurance that they won't be victimized and that both parties, the perpetrator or the alleged perpetrator and the victim, can be given the opportunity to make their case. And where it is established that the actual case of harassment has taken place, provide counseling mechanisms for the victim. <coughs> as well as the punishment and if in some cases, you know, the prosecutions of the perpetrator and the workplace. It is something that we said should should not be ignored. It's something that we cannot put under the carpet. But I recognize it put in place measures, policies, educate your employees about what constitutes sexual harassment, what does not constitute sexual harassment, and mechanisms for dealing with it when it is reported. I remember in the discussion, we also mentioned that granted that in certain cases, there is a whistleblowing um, policy that allows people to report. Mm -hmm. The majority of cases go unreported because there is this sort of prejudice, if you Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. which we said at the time emanated or um, came from our society as a people. 
And so originally, as the people, we are patriarchal society up until recently when arguments have been made for equality in gender and all of that. So, you know, sometimes something goes wrong and it says, oh, don't talk about it. You know, don't talk about it. Hash up and all of that. Can you prove it? Um, Sam, I know you want to react, but Norman, I'm coming to you. Yeah. We established that it does exist on a very large scale. People have kept quiet for so long. People don't talk about it. As much as women are scandalized by it when it happens to them, men are even more so scandalized when it happens to them because who will listen to it, right? Now, the question is that redress. What did we say were some of the systems of redress for dealing with sexual harassment at the workplace? Okay, I think that during uh, that month, um, we, we got to know that, you know, just as um, my, my good friend did indicate, you needed to have the... Um, reporting mechanisms within the organization sometimes you you are shy you cannot report so maybe if you have a mentor within the organization who you can speak to because you don't even want people to point their fingers at you that this the stigmatization issue you know that comes up so you you are like okay and and for me even one thing that got to me at the time when you had a discussion is that to even give a hug when you stretch your hands and the person says no don't go ahead. And I was like, whoa, this is serious. I, I think that there were lots of a lot of sensitive lines there. I mean it generated you you, you are talking to a lady and you probably placed your hand on her hand and she said, Take it off. You must immediately do that. I mean, you might think that it's it's oh, but what's wrong? What are, I mean I don't have any intention. I remember that Senor Jabing who was Senor Senor, Senor, was, Senor was emphatic and Senor said that listen, the point where harassment starts is the point beyond which I say no. No. So you see it's different for every for, for, for different people and I, I remember I made some, I brought some brainy quotes on different people from different parts of us. Somewhere of the view that opinion was divided. Like listen, we make too much noise about this thing. Somebody's talking to you and laughing with you and say he's looking at me funny. He's undressing me in his head. The other flip side is also that somebody looks at you and you feel like they're undressing you with your head. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the bottom line is people have different thresholds. When they say stop we must learn to respect it. If some people are touchy-feely, when they're talking to you, they don't realize it. Their hands are all over you. It's not deliberate. Their mind is not even there. Mm. But I think that the bottom line is when the person says stop, you've got to stop. Yeah, and or you're stop. smiling and then you're always hitting the person. Yeah. I mean, there are people like that. Which, which is why I said that in their organization, your policy needs to clearly state what sexual harassment is and what it is not. Not. You understand, but the key point is that you have said the definition is almost on the point of view of the victim because we said it must be unwelcome. So, if at any point in time, whatever from to this morning, I was reading something uh, a news uh, on the feed, and a, comp- a, a judge in the US has awarded a compensation of over $27,000 to an employee who filed a complaint of harassment on the basis of a slang that is being used by his colleagues which repeatedly was meant to cast him in a negative light you know he is gay and the terminologies that were used in the workplace were targeting and made him feel the workplace has been unsafe for him and hostile exactly you know and so in in the discussion one of the points from the legal point that senior talk about is that your failure to act when the cases exactly of uh, harassment happen and it's brought to your attention will also make the company liable for what you call a hostile environment. And so if you can be proven that this has been brought to your attention or you either failed, refused or neglected to act on those instances, then you are also liable for, you know, uh, presiding over a, a hostile work, workplace that makes it injurious to mm. the psychosocial health 
of the employees. The, the confidence with which people will have in you as a business owner in coming to you is based on the, um, the structures that you put in place for them to feel free mm. in reporting that incident, however frivolous that it may look like, in ensuring that at this place, this practice is not accepted. So not, not. And, and I'll come back to you shortly for, for, for a reaction on, on even dressing. And I have a comment on social media. You didn't add your name for me. It says, yeah, it's a great show, guys. Yeah, I'm sure you meant to say undress with your eyes, not your head. Yes, I meant to say undress with your eyes. Okay, so do you think that we should come back this year again? I mean, I'm talking to my listeners here. If you're listening to me, do you think that we should come back again this year and rehash the discussion on sexual harassment in the workplace? If you think so, pick up the phone, give me a call, 0302-216-541. Should we talk about it again? Should we bring more resource persons, lawyers, doctors, HR people, people of different walks of life to address the issue of sexual harassment in the workplace? If you think we should talk about it again on the show, and this is an interactive show with you. What should we do this year? Pick up that phone. Give me a call. 0302-216-541. Otherwise, send me a comment and we will take note of it. Sam, in 30 seconds, yeah. dressing in the workplace as, as a, uh, a function of sexual harassment. Yeah. Uh, we, we discussed that at no point should anybody's dress provoke you to harass the individual. Again, we said that what an organization finds acceptable and not acceptable are all the areas that ought to be defined in policy. You know, that is clearly communicated. So, the person who, uh, <laughs> I think Senor made an analogy that if my dress sense provoke you to want to touch me, well, let me tell you that your face provokes me. Is it right for me to hit you? <laughs> <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. So, so yes, uh, the, the policy needs to clearly state out all these areas. Not just not to say that what an individual wear becomes a license for that individual to be harassed. I mean, back in our tea rooms or coffee rooms where you can joke about some of these things there, you know, if I am at that level with you and I know that this person will not take any offense to what I say, that is okay. It's between two individuals. But at the point where that individual says, I don't find this funny and I'm offended by it. Right. So, I've got a caller on like Joseph from Takra. Let's talk to Joseph and then we take a quick message from our sponsors and then we try and round up today's discussion. Good afternoon, Joseph. You're welcome to Masterclass. Good afternoon. Talk to me, Joseph. Happy New Year to you, my brother. Uh, yes, I believe that you should bring more resource people, right. especially the HR uh, aspect of it, right. to explain more on the sexual harassment, okay. the legal aspect of it. Okay. All right. Yes. Thank you so much, Joseph. Thank you for calling. He wants us to do this again. So, Sarah, let's take note. They want us to bring sexual harassment back. Health and safety in the workplace. Next stop. Do you want us to bring it back? But let me do a quick stop with our sponsors and I'll come right back. So do you own any motor vehicle of any kind? If you do, here's some brilliant news for you. Goyle's new super synthetic 5W20 and 5W30 loops are the best engine oils for your vehicle. They are specially engineered engine oils which efficiently work on all your modern petrol and diesel engines. They clean, they protect, they reduce fuel consumption, they prolong oil change intervals, and they enhance your engine performance right from when you start up to when you switch off. So go to any Goyle filling station today and grab the new Goal Super Synthetic 5W20 and 5W30 engine oils for superior vehicle performance. Goyle, they say good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. I can see Sarah coming to the studio. She's going to bring us a result of the poll today to see who has won and who hasn't won. Um, I can have time to slip in just one more call, 0302-216-541. Otherwise, a comment on 0244-340-437. Health and safety at the workplace. 
No, man, talk yeah, to no, I, th- I think that this is important that people get to know that no matter how small your business is, it is something you have to take serious and show that the people you are working with, or even if it's just yourself alone in that small corner office or chaos or wherever you find yourself, you must take that into consideration and ensure that people are okay and, and the environment is very friendly to work there. Some of the things we talked about during that discussion essentially were the, were the following. Seating. What kind of chair are you sitting on? What kind of chair? I mean, there's this advert that says your chair can kill you. Yes, yes. We are yes, not yes. meant to sit forever. So <laughs> what kind of chair are you sitting on? What is the number of staff per space? What is the ventilation in that space? How much cooling do you have? Somebody gets a cold and everybody gets it. Exactly. You know, I, I, yesterday I listened to some interesting. It says somebody has a flu and coughs and everyone catches it. And you're a Christian and you cough and nobody Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Jesus, what's wrong with you? Okay, so that's by the way. But those are the things we talk about. Some very briefly. Well, health and safety. Uh, yeah, what, are, what are some of the things that we should? It's important. I think the key ingredient is, as, as you've indicated, beyond that. The essence of creating the workplace, and, and there are so many psychological research that comes in that the ambience with which I work facilitates the outputs that I deliver. I mean, I'm just looking at your studio now, and I'm sure that if given the chance, you may want to stay here and not want to go out. I don't want to go. Exactly. I don't want the show to end. <laughs> exactly. Because you enjoy... Is Sarah coming? You enjoy the comfort, you enjoy okay, the Okay, Sarah, we're waiting for you. It has they want sense. to know whether they want or not to. Sam, go ahead. It has a psychological impact on mm-hmm. what you do and how we do. How okay. safe do I feel entering the studio? As mm-hmm. you sit in here, you feel absolutely that your security is guaranteed because it would not be easy for anybody to come in here. The colors are playing on my mind. <laughs> yeah, okay. I've got two minutes on the show. Sarah, talk to me. Did anyone win today? Yeah, so we started on the 8th of March, 2017. So for the, all those who texted... All those who said 8th of March. 2017. Okay, so we'll, we'll give you a call. We have the record. Sarah will give you a call, and then you'll join us in the studio at some point. 20 seconds each. Wrap up. What do we take out from here today, Nova? Okay, so I think the one of the things is that a lot of the people who are listening to us are interested in these um, uh, HR stuff and how to manage their businesses. And so those here, they are things that we must look at because these are the very key things that they need to build the businesses that they are building to also become multinationals. Right. Sam, your thoughts? Basically, I mean, I think they're fantastic. Look at people. The profit is okay, but your people management and the quality of the people that you have determines the ability to use the products that you can now with and and, and and make you uh, create the bottom line that you have. So it, it's about people and it's also about your processes and, and your products. Right. Thank you so much for joining us. This has been Masterclass on your Superstation Joy 99.7. We've been spending time in the studio with Novan Akwaheford and Samuel Kwame for sharing some thoughts with us as we interacted with our listeners on what do they want us to do coming this year, 2020? Next week, we're back on your radio. Same time with Masterclass. My name is Yabanafo. Up next is the new Satu. Thank you for listening and see you same time next week. Coming, coming up, enjoy headline news at 2.5. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 